This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. A warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Good morning, good morning, Professor. Professor Warthog here. What's got in the manly Warthog man cave? By golly, getting ready for the storm. I'll talk about it at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we are in the Mellon Law studio. Mellon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Fighting Gator. And we're protected 24-7, 365 by crime prevention. And uh, brought to you by a bunch of great spo- uh, sponsors and people like you who also donate to us once in a while. We greatly appreciate that. Caliber Coffee has always got good deals. I am drinking some Caliber Coffee. Um, we get a little bit of cut of that when you buy from it. So we kind of push it a little bit, encourage you to do it. I ought to get together the list of maybe you can do it, what you spend on coffee, the way you've been doing it, and what you might spend on it there. And a little bit of that goes to us. So I thought I'd give a little bit of push on that. Um, we have got the phone line open today. The phone line is 352-707-9101. And um, I've come to call this kind of uh, odds and ends Friday. You know, there's always a lot of odd things going on, and they don't seem to fit in our lives anywhere. So I decided to uh, approach it that way on the show. Uh, we, at the same time, I have a project, and I want to remind you of the project. The project is to, well, we modeled it Wednesday off of what Ted Yo suggested would be a good idea. We know that there are grievances in the Declaration of Independence that the colony, by the, by the remember, we were a colony. We were a colony that broke away. So um, all this business about well, you were, you know, colonization, college, colonization might rear in. We were a colony. It's like all the others. So put that in your pipe and smoke. There, how about that? So um, maybe we can come up with a, li- a list of grievances right now that we need the federal government. The federal government will be synonymous with King George, an oppressive authority that is difficult to move in a people's direction, if you will. So we'll work on that project a little bit too, maybe, and see where we get with that. I've got a couple of beefs I would start off with right away. Um, good morning, everybody. And I got a, one odd thing that I want to start off with. It's odd because, well, Let me tell a story. This is about the phones in the Alachua County Jail. Now, 
I thought a jail was a jail was a jail. But as we go through this, I think you'll see the sleeping head. It's not sleeping, it's hidden. Of wokeism in what I'm about to go through with you. Kind of, I thought it was really odd. And it's odd because the word woke never appears in the article in the Gainesville Sunset. Let's see, this may have come from, uh, I think it did come from uh, more, not Logical Chronicle, but uh, uh, perhaps the other one. And let me just check and make sure they kind of got that right. Um, where did that come from? One of those people picked it up and wrote about it. Seth Johnson, perhaps, wrote about it at the Main Street Daily News. But um, when Clovis Watson Jr. was the sheriff, he really wasn't treated, in my humble opinion, any differently by the county commission. And county commissions have always treated a lot of county sheriffs. The county commissions never like the sheriffs. They don't like the sheriffs because the sheriffs are constitutional officers. They don't answer directly to the county commission. Weirdly, though, the county commission gives them their money. You know, big hunk of it. And so the county commission uses that as a way to meddle in the sheriff's world. And the sheriffs have their own accountants, their own lawyers, all that business. So you would think the county commission would be Mindful of that. But going all the way back to Barley. Barley hated the ink that the sheriffs got in the newspaper. He always thought it favored the sheriffs and not them. Cynthia Chestnut made the sheriff who was Darnell wait all afternoon to come before the county commission out of spite because the sheriff went to Tallahassee to protest the meddling of the county commission and her budget and won, if I recall right. And that's how the Ward Scott files got started. We learn that the county commission already made up their minds about what they were going to do with the sheriff's budget money before they ever consulted publicly with the sheriff. And whether Bain Lee could not stammer his way through an explanation that made sense. And so yours truly, in 2012, 
started down this road of being kind of a community forum to try to get to the truth. And that road is probably winding down, getting older. I can't find anybody else to turn it over to, but, you know, we'll do the best we can. So now cometh the sheriffs and this discussion, it's the interim, Emory Ganey, who ran for sheriff as a Republican against Darnell and was defeated by Darnell. And so now that Watson basically had enough of it, constant, you, you know, he just couldn't. I got a friend who has a saying, maybe I can get away with it. It's a family show. You couldn't uh, uh, um, go to the bathroom and do number two and have it be the right color. Didn't matter what color, there was something wrong with you. You could never please him. Now comes the jail phone system. Phone system. Now, you know what this made me think of? When I came to the University of Florida in 1961, I lived in Fletcher Dorms, right there across the street from, oh, I don't know what's there now. It was a college inn then. On the fourth floor, no elevator. We walked the stairs. And there was one payphone on the second floor for all of us males, manly males, who lived in that dorm to use. I never used it. But some guys, you know, used it. And one guy hogged it. it turned, I'm not going to say his name. But some people would know him. He was on the basketball team, University of Florida basketball team. He lived on the second floor. His room was right outside. The door to his room was right outside the payphone. And he was on that payphone all the time. All the time. And I'd hear grumbling and biatching and all this stuff about it. I stayed upstairs on the fourth floor and I'd have to walk down past it once in a while. I actually liked the guy, but I didn't have any reason to give up my phone privileges, which I didn't have. Nobody had. So if I had the money, who ever got there first? So I can relate, I can relate to this article about a phone system in a jail. Now you have to you have to understand the way in which this phone system is being used is being ordered to be used by people who've never been in a jail. 
Now, this reminds me of so much of what's so odd about the world. Somebody who's never owned a cow is going to tell you what to do with a cow. All the time. That's government. Five county commissioners have never been in a jail as inmates so far. But they're going to tell you, the sheriff, how the phone system should be used. And so they have, Danny's had to come on his own, as I take it. He, has to re, he had to return, give a report to the county commission. That the thing ain't working. What do you think is the first thing the county commission does? It starts blaming it on the sheriff. And the sheriff says he doesn't care whether calls are free or not because the county commissioners wanted to give out free calls. Free calls in the jug. Really? We had to pay a quarter. What a quarter with it? Might have been a dime. We had to pay that phone call. It wasn't until back then, one day we got word that in a restaurant across the street, one of our favorites, I won't say the name of it, there was a blind customer who could come in there and make phone calls for anybody who wanted them free. Long distance. Now, this was the days when long distance calls were a big deal. I mean, you had to call, collect, get your mom to take it, or, you know, go through all this crap. I mean, I never wanted to get into that, but you know how it is. A lot of people have to call home. And back then... I used to notice it, but I didn't think of it. You'd hear a noise when the call was being put through. I'll see if I can imitate it. And these would be little different beeps. And that would be making your long-distance phone call. Well, it turned out that the blind customer You could tell him, hey, I want to call home. Give him the number. He'd do the beeping, and the call would go through go uh, through free. Huh? I kid you not. I kid you not. There ain't no system like that in Alachua County Jail. Or one of those guys, I guarantee you, would be doing it and charging because they know paid phone calls now. What do you think that's about? They now give three free 15-minute phone calls per day 
per inmate. What do you think that's about? Where do you think that came from? It came, uh, no doubt, from wokeism. Wokeism. Let me explain that for you. The guy in the job. There's no distinction made here whether this is his 10th time in the job, what he's in the jug for. It's just that if he's in the jug, he's a good guy. I mean, he really is. He's just had a bad hand. It's not his character. So give him three free 15-minute phone calls per day per inmate. Well, what started happening? It's a jail. Guys started stealing other inmates' pins, which are used to access the calls, and would barter, and no doubt bully, no doubt intimidate, and so now the stats have found that the jail had four thousand one hundred eighty-one instances of inmates using another person's pin. That came up about 15 instances per day. And then in December, it ramped up to 6,417. That's about 93 instances per day. And that's about the time the new sheriff took over. Hello. I don't know, but if I were doing the monitoring, I'd want to know. New sheriff, did you put him by somebody else in charge? Why is this jump when you come? But they won't think of that. They'll never think of that. Trust me, they will never think of that. And now you got fights over the phone. Well, hello. It's a jail. But along comes the thin-skinned water boy, the mini Mike Barley, Ken Cornell. Ken Bossart Cornell. Now remember, these county commissioners are paid about 90 grand a year for a part time job. The salary is based on a state formula. So the thin-skinned water boy said that the sheriff's office failed to follow the Board of County Commissioners' direction since it did not implement unlimited Free phone call. Unlimited. Let me tell you how unlimited would actually work. It worked like it did in my dorm. 
you get that phone when that guy got tired of using it. Rizia, so she's a piece of work. Never been in a jail. I'll tell you, I run one. She's complaining, maybe you need more phones. Classic example of not knowing what she was talking about. State statutes, as turned out, regulate the square footage of the jail. Her ratio, you can't get more phones. And you can't get a separate phone room, which would be a nightmare, an absolute nightmare to monitor. Maybe maybe these commissioners should have to spend the night in the jug. Maybe that's where we ought to begin. Have the county commission spend the night in the jug. Furthermore, the sheriff's office has low staffing. And this article is fair to Watson because it said Watson noticed the same thing. Now they want to, the sheriff right now is been appointed by DeSantis to come in and increase, among other things, staffing. The story on the street is that all these people quit the jug, I mean, quit the sheriff's office because they didn't like Watson. Well, what about crap like this? A bunch of neophytes, i.e. commissioners, trying to tell you how to run something they know nothing about, but they have a theory about. They have a theory about how many calls you should get. I don't know what it's based on. I don't know what it's based on. The only way we got free calls was to get the kid across the street to do it. It was blind to make them for us. And what are they doing with all these calls? Why do they need them? Who are they calling? What is this, the Hotel California? Nowhere do we get an explanation. Seth Johnson couldn't come up with it. Who could? Of why the county commission wants free phone calls for people in the jug. The thin-skinned water boy, according to the article here, listen to this. I got This is a caliber coffee. This sounds like elementary school, kindergarten. And I can tell you it wouldn't work in kindergarten either. Cornell said, each inmate can speak until their term time is up before returning to the end of the line and calling again when they reach the front 
Therefore, they will not have to steal other people's pens. Ganey apparently was polite and diplomatic and said he wished it would work that well. Huh? Nevertheless, the county commission voted unanimously for Ganey to try unlimited free calls with a certain time limit per call. I apologize, I apologize, I apologize. I think that is really odd. And here's what I think these sheriffs should do. I think they should give the jail back to the county. The jail belongs to the county. I think if memory serves me properly, Ulrich took over the jail and had a reason for it, more money or something. I think what you should just do is come in there and say, commissioners, it's all yours. We'll put them in the jail get them off the street. You want to let them back out? That's your business. But I ain't got time to mess with the jail. You run it. You staff it. You get a director. County Commission Chair, Grizia, you know so much about it? You run it. I would do that in a heartbeat. Heck, if I weren't too old, I'd run for sheriff. You don't have to be sworn to be the sheriff. And I'd give the doggone jail back to the county. Because as long as they have you controlling it, they use it to control you, the sheriff. And they use it to run their woke agenda through your office, which is the last thing you need with all the other woke crap they're running through the law enforcement world, taking away the canines. Anyway, don't get me don't get me going down that road. But I thought this was really odd. New jail phone system. Are you kidding me? You might have a new system, but you got the same old character. Do you not? That put the people in the jug in the first place. In the jug in the first place. That's a constant in this. That's not going to change. I had a good friend once upon a time who was the warden of Lowell Prison. 
and we talked about issues like this. And he said it's 10 times more difficult to be the warden of a women's prison than it is to be the warden of a male prison. I said, why? He said, because the women will bide their time to get even. They're devious. They're revengeful. They'll hurt you quicker than the men. The men will look at you and say, let's go outside and get it over with. Women don't do that. They sneak around, sneak around, and get you then. Bottom of the hour, we're going to take a break. I got some more things that are just odd as can be. We have got the phone line open. You got an oddball thing? Let me know about it. Be right back on the Word Scott Files. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All these poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Ward's Weather Report. Brought to you by Lewis Oil, Chevron Stations, Fossil Fuel. 
What better deal is there than that? Well, get ready around wherever you are, pretty much anywhere. A huge storm is coming down from the northwest to the southeast. That's bringing colder. Of course, the skier is going to love the dump in the mountains. It's going to really make skiing great. Meanwhile, in the Gulf of Mexico, Mexico, there is a bunch of warm air coming up and headed to the northeast across Florida, Plantation Mark Country, all in. Those air bodies are going to have a collision. And when you got warm and cold, a collision, generally, nothing good comes out of that. So, where we are in our parts, it's supposed to rain and rain and rain. I did not do the naked rain dance. Can't take credit for this. But it's coming. So, govern yourself accordingly. Anybody got anything more to say? Jump on the free Unlimited. See, I can tell that you all are out there in the free world. That you don't have to call your liar and you don't have to holler for anybody to help you get off the hook or, you know, get you free, get you some more money, stinkerette money or anything like that. I guess I should put the phone line in the jug, huh? Oh, my golly, that's an interesting idea. Anyway, there you are. A lot of weird, oddball things going on. It's odds and ends. Right. Well, you know, when I was teaching, I couldn't get any students were native-speaking English language users to learn really how to use the language well. Since they could converse with their own peer group, they thought they knew the language. well enough to communicate with a peer group, not their own, they could use it better than they could. It was very hard to convince them that they needed to prepare for the latter experience. And that would give them upper mobility, intellectual freedom, and critical thinking power. And out of a class, maybe of 20, with that approach, you might get one or two A's. One or two people 
who take it to heart. And of the, let's say you got two A's. One of those A's would have gotten an A without you because that person came from a very good peer group and knew material pretty much coming in there. Okay. Mark, what's going on, brother? Hey, not much, Ward. I just thought I'd tell you it's colder than crap up here. <laughs> five days of frost followed by two days of rain, probably followed by five more days of frost in the 20s. However, let me speak a little bit about jail. Uh, those people are too woke because none of the, the three sheriffs that participate in the regional jail here are very woke. In fact, uh, they're pretty tough guys. And uh, if you go to jail up here, you're going to get a phone call, a phone call. And at the very least, which I know of an, another jail over in Charlotte County, their prisoners over there would get one five-minute phone call a week. So that that's the status of the jails up here, so them guys can just get off of it. I, back in the day, you know, back in the 60s and 70s and 50s, you went to jail, you got one phone call. You either call a lawyer or call a bail bondsman or do something, you know, but uh, that's that's about all they gave you back then. So <laughs> that's, a, that's all I've got to say about that mess. Isn't that interesting? The, the assumption is, first, it's got to be free. And secondly, all you can have as many as you want. Now, what in the heck does that teach? Well, technically, it teaches them not a darn thing because uh, a lot of the guys in there are actually repeat offenders. Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll they'll get six months or something in there, and they'll get out, and they'll be out a couple of months, and then they'll get caught, you know, dealing drugs, speeding, reckless driving, DUI, and they'll be right back in there again for another six months to a year. So, you know up here smart enough to know if something happens, say somebody's house gets broken into, that they already know who the suspect's going to be. And so they'll just start watching them and snooping around after that, uh, my neighbor's house was broken into while he was in the hospital. And so they they pretty much, uh, I think, nabbed the guy and uh, they still don't know what he, they took. I think they took some gun out of the house but, uh, you know, he's still convalescing down in Chesapeake about 100 miles from here with his daughter and son-in-law. Uh, I keep an eye on the neighborhood, though, up here and uh, see what's going on. I still haven't killed a deer yet. And, uh, my bear, I haven't seen him again either. I did find his tracks the other day riding around in there. But anyway, the garden's out here covered in frost, uh, broccoli, cabbage, kale, collars, everything. I just thought I'd let you know that, Ward, and uh, we're going to sit back here and listen, and I think I'm going to go back in the woods for a couple, three hours and see if uh, I can get up on Mr. Bear. Thank you, sir. Thank you for calling and supporting the show. Plantation Mark, big supporter of the show. You know, friends, I, I thought of something while Mark was talking um, about this phone call stuff. Um the assumption that if it's free and it's unlimited, it's better is an assumption that's born right in the middle of wokeism. And 
there are, of the people who are in on this decision, three of them, three of those county commissioners, are up for re-election. Now, could a person running against them use that as evidence of their runaway liberal attitude and find some sort of footage in this uh, issue? I bet you can't. I bet you can't. Because I don't think there's any place in the lives of people in this county where issues are, are drilled down as deeply into as they are in the Ward Scott files. And a lot of that's due to me. I mean, I just I just look at these things and they jump out at me. I mean, what what planet are they from? And now the same thing with the so-called grammar that I was talking about with Mark called. You know, you want to use Here's, here's what the definition of formally correct language is. The language that the best educated people in the community use to preserve their most important documents. What are those most important documents? Your wills, your leases, your contracts. You want those written as clearly as they can be written. Because if they're not, a liar will come along and weasel that ambiguity into your favor. I had a student way back when who came and sat down in my office and as a teacher, you're kind of like a pope or a preacher. They come and talk to you and they trust you. And he sat down and he said, well, my friend and I, my friends and I, there were two other guys and him, were moving into our apartment. And we had everything in these handy Bags, you know, you carry um, trash in, hefties. And as boys would do, they just threw everything in there. And in one of those bags, there was a pound of reefer madness. Well, the gendarmes came along and busted the boys. And cleverly and intelligently, the guy sitting in my office said that he immediately hired a lawyer. I said, well, you did the right thing there. And he said, here's what has happened. The lawyer was able to show that the statute said that when I was carrying the, the hefty bag, to be guilty of a crime for carrying something that was in it, I had to have knowledge of it being in there 
and I had to have possession. Well, the cops could prove that I had possession. But they could not prove that I had knowledge of that which I possessed. So I'm free. Yeah, you are. They call it a technicality. But that is the law. Now, if they had photographed him putting it in there, which they didn't, didn't have that, and he also had possession, he would not have been free. He'd been guilty. How important is it that his liar had a good English teacher? Because if he had a good English teacher, the English teacher taught that kid who eventually became a lawyer who got the other kid off to know your language well. You may need it. Now, consider this. This is in the common news. Let me see if I can find it here. Just in there the other day. I thought I had it. Hang on. Yeah. It's interesting. You may have heard of this. That two University of Florida scientists have been accused of keeping their children locked in cages. Now, yeah, I mean, that, that's odd enough. That, 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 that qualifies the story to be included in today's odds and ends. Does it not? And it's in the papers. But let's examine this from the point of view of pronoun confusion. Two University of Florida employees are facing child abuse charges after police said they locked their children in cages while at work. Now those pronouns are absolutely correct there. There are two people The children belong to those two people. We know that because the pronoun is plural. Their. Their children. They locked. Both of them, the way those pronouns read, are responsible for the containment of the children in a cage. The sentence says that. They locked their children. Next paragraph is, a Gainesville police officer responded to the home of a 35-year-old man and a 31-year-old woman. 
No problem. I don't need to read the rest of the sentence. Third paragraph. The six-year-old child stated that he was being locked in a cage and left alone. Now, what did we learn from that? Well, we learned the age of the child and that it was a male child. The six-year-old child stated that he was being locked in a cage and left alone, telling DCF, which is the Department of Children and Families, that he did not want to go home because his father built a cage to lock him in while his mother worked. Almost a little pronoun ambiguity locked him in, meaning he could have met the father, but it was cleared up when we understood mother. Everything there is in line. His mother, he, six-year-old. Now the next paragraph. The child, the child later, so it's the same child who is a he, told police their sibling, a toddler, was also kept in a cage. Why did the child, a male, referred to with male pronouns, suddenly become a person referred to with a plural pronoun. There's no way, there's no way to know. No way to know. Further in the article, the exposed metal wiring and springs could potentially cause harm to the toddler if they tried to pull on them throughout the night. How does the toddler, a single individual, become a plural trying to pull on? We don't know. And that goes on throughout the article. That pronoun confusion. This has gotten so bad, evidently, in academic circles and political documents that Representative uh, Ryan Chamberlain has introduced a bill 
that mandates that pronouns in government institutions, businesses, or nonprofit organizations that receive taxpayer funding use a personal pronoun that corresponds to that individual's biological sex. Can you believe it? We have to have a bill introduced into government that will prevent biological facts from being changed for ideological reasons. He calls this common sense versus nonsense, HB 599. Wow. Is that not odd? Is that odd or what? Online's line's open. Online's line's open. I have a caliber coffee here. Well, I know language changes. We don't have thou and thee anymore. It's you. But you know what? French doesn't change. French will not let their language change. Because if it changes, they lose France. French is French is French. It's not some political French. And French has masculine and feminine agreement of nouns with, with verbs. But you know, there's so many crazy things going on. This caught my eye. Seven cities in Germany. The radical climate activists struck out against public Christmas trees. Christmas trees are climate change. You grow them, cut them down, you heat the plant. This is the same outfit that goes after stop using oil, all this kind of jazz. Christmas trees. Christmas tree. I can't get over that. Are you kidding me? Can't you just leave something alone? I was going to get into how odd 
the university climate is right now. And here, let me just say this. There's a woman, black woman, who is the president of Harvard, who got to be president of Harvard by being black and writing about African hyphen American experiences and cheated sort of like Joe Biden when she did it copied stuff and wasn't hers and claimed it was hers and you know Harvard didn't fire I got to thinking about this I'm going to complete my show with this thought I don't mind that too much because she can't really hurt anybody being a liar and a thief, being president of Harvard and teaching the courses she taught. Whoever assumed those courses were being taught honestly anyway. What bothers me if, if she were a medical doctor and I think there are cases that what if she had been a medical doctor and had come through the system being emphasized for her interest in black issues affecting critical thinking. I said that pretty well. I said that pretty well. Think about that. And I think there are cases of that. But so far, I haven't got anybody willing to think of, talk about it. Well, have a great weekend. Hey, it's going to really rain like heck around here tomorrow. Take care of yourself. Warthog Command Center out.